It's a new year. It's a new class 1A. My name's James Gray. I'm joined by Dylan Beal, and we're going to be talking about all things My Hero Academia. Um, it's just two of us this time. Andrew is getting situated with his new move, but you know, you know, the degenerate duo's got you covered. You know, we're going to, we, we got you with the hot takes, the good yes. points, and we're not going to be nearly as mainstream as Andrew. We always go, we go way down in the fucking rabbit hole. Dylan, how you how you feeling about being back, man? Feels good. My Hero Academia is awesome. I love it, and these are just some of the best like parts of the story. So I'm happy. I'm, I'm doing good. Yeah, I do. I feel like we're really like we're really getting to. I don't know. We're not we're not in the buildup anymore. You know what I mean? Like we're in the conclusion. We're in the climax, and I think that's I think that's sick because yeah. this has been building, like, especially especially this season, especially right. Mm-hmm. So for you guys who don't know, this is a uh, you know a My Hero Academia recap podcast. Um, we are basically, I'm going to do a quick recap of the entire episode. It's going to be very like bare bones. I'm assuming most people who are listening to us have already watched it. Um, and then Dylan and I are basically going to get into deeper points of, of uh, each topic that we kind of, uh, we're going to cover. So we start off this episode with a lot of backstory about Mr. Compress and kind of the League of Villains as a whole, uh, finding out that they were basically living on like rations and they were, uh, pillaging and kind of living like meal to meal sort of thing for about around the six months mark. Um, we also find out that Mr. Compressed comes from, like, a lineage of thieves and, like, very, like, high-stakes uh, robbers and stuff like that. Very Robin Hood-esque. And we find out also that his motivation, really, to stay with the League of Villains is social reform. That's his, that, that was, like, the big driving factor for himself. Um, on top of that, we also find out that the way they inherited the manor is from a group called the CRC. Uh, which are basically a bunch of racists. <laughs> um, we're going we're gonna to get into that a little later. Um, but that's really what we see. And we get to see a really cool display of Mr. Compress's abilities and really how driven he is to sacrifice himself for Shigaraki, basically maiming and mutilating himself to ensure that he gets free of best genus. Really, really cool to see such a side character get a bit of attention. Um, but we immediately switch back over to Deku, who we get another power reveal. Now, this one's not as crazy. It's not as prominent as the others. Um, it's essentially Spidey Sense. It's, uh, they, they call it Danger Sense, and it, it like resonates as a like a, a it's a swift pain in his head almost like you know like a like a like a migraine or something like that that really indicates them that he's in trouble sort of thing um he also makes a point of noting that it is on kind of on like uh it's turned up to 11 it's overwhelming kind of what happened with black whip during the uh during the two classes fighting each other the final thing is is we get shigaraki waking up spinner does this by basically putting the remaining hand back on his face but it's not Shigaraki. We don't get Shigaraki at all. It is like it basically entirely AFO. There's no real sign of Tamora really anywhere. And All for One is really calling the shots right here. He's no, uh, he's, he's rallying the no moves, and he's basically saying, you know, screw our allies. Doesn't matter. I have greater plans. We're off. We're taking. We're we're getting out of here. And the episode ends really with. All for one taking a shot at Deku, basically being like, you're useless, dog. Like, get out of here. And we get to see kind of the aftermath of what's happened to the heroes. They're in super rough shape. Cities are demolished. And it's it's really it really paints this very hopeless picture. So that's kind of really what we went on this episode. There is there is a lot of like fi- like m- finer things that kind of went on. Um, definitely watch the episode and check it out if you haven't. Um, but Dylan, we're gonna we're gonna jump right into it, dude. We're gonna get into your boy, your favorite character, Mister Compress. Yes, everyone was doubting him. Everyone doubted Every- him, and I didn't. I didn't doubt Mister Compress because I knew he was a cool guy that was gonna have one cool moment, and he did. <laughs> and, he, and he did. He yeah. had a super cool moment. And he's handsome. 
he is quite he's dashing yeah he really, <laughs> he really is <laughs> he uh yeah he looks super cool monologue very interesting way of using his powers really to um i guess really get him out get him out of a bind um but it, like i didn't think that it could do that you know what i mean when you first see when we're first introduced to his power it's compressing people and stuff like that right but here he is just actually like removing chunks of his body mm-hmm. that way so which is which is crazy yeah i uh i don't know i feel a little bit weird about this scene because i think almost all of it is really good except for the reveal of like his lineage i felt like that fell a little bit flat because like i felt like this scene could have worked without it and it would have been just as impactful like it would have been just as impactful just as cool you could have still shown his face off and it would have been like an interesting reveal as well I just didn't really get anything from the fact that it's like, oh, well, he's from, you know, the great, great grandfather was this like villain who is like also kind of a hero. Um, I think I think it could paint a really interesting light on like why he's deciding to be a part of the League of Villains. Um, But they just never really went into it at all. And then it was kind of like at the last second, they were like, oh, here's this additional stuff really quickly before we get rid of him, which I, I, I don't know how I felt about that. Yeah, it does feel it does it does feel like it was really built up for no reason, really. You know what I mean? Like it just like they it feels like very like it's gonna sound weird, but it, it adds very shallow depth to a character who's immediately immediately dismissed like shortly thereafter, right? Um, so it doesn't. Yeah, I, I I don't think it needed it. I don't think it needed it either. Um, maybe if there was more building on him having those kind of like motives and morals leading up to this it would be different but he even says himself that like nobody really asked me why i joined and like that's yeah. and that's just it right it was always just this thing in the background now the, the one thing is i will you know i'm always gonna simp for um horikoshi i'm always gonna be apologetic just gonna try to explain his actions away because here's here's my guess yeah. i actually do think that it was purposeful um Actually, I, the other part of me is thinking that it's at, at least purposeful uh, because the very last sign is like, oh, I, I was doing all this really for no reason. There's no magic here. It was just a distraction. And that could have been the case of like, it's literally meaningless. Like it literally is just a distraction. So, you know, the rest of the league can leave. Like, obviously it's real stuff. Uh, he's mm-hmm. not like he's out there lying, but like, yeah, it is just nothing. But like he kind of he kind of calls to the fact that like yeah th- this really is nothing it's it was just, the monologue was just a distraction basically and that's yeah that's what I was gonna ask it was like was the because mo- this episode kind of does jump around a little bit right mm-hmm. where you where you do kind of get like two point of views from Mister Compress's like big reveal so I could yeah I guess I could see where the monologue was really just to draw attention entirely on him mm-hmm. for that brief moment sort of thing and, and it would make sense because like he's the magician he's like flashy he's like trying to create like you know, get, like, draw your attention to certain places so he could do his his tricks behind his back. And, like, that's this is the ultimate one of it, of where the big distraction is, I also have an interesting, you know, family lineage, and here is the big reveal of that. You know, just kidding. I was just getting my friends out of here. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Like, still true, but, like, not really the point, right? Like, yeah. So, yeah, and I, you know, like, I mean, and it effectively worked too, right? Like, I mean, he had the attention of Mirio, he had the attention of Best Genist. It really, really did, like, put all eyes on him, sort of thing. So, yeah, I, I totally see that angle. That is, that's super cool. And it's like, it takes something that feels very, uh, like, I don't know, just poorly delivered and puts a spin on it that is quite, quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, we do get a like uh, within the sequence, we do get a lot of information about like kind of how the legal villains has been operating on like a day to day that they've basically just been like pillaging and like robbing people, just stealing and we, some stuff, stealing some stuff. And we get to see like another offshoot of uh, <laughs> bad people, I guess, within within yeah. the My Hero universe. Yeah, I know you wanted to talk about this. Yeah, because I was actually kind of upset about this because uh, in, in the manga, the scene happens earlier. So, like, mm -hmm. I guess to set the context is a lot of the times that we see what's going on with the League of Villains in the past is actually told through, like, Spinner's point of view in, like, flashbacks normally, like in the manga. This, they kind of stopped doing that really early on, and instead they spread the scenes out in other places. Um, so it's interesting to see this pop up, you know, when we did. Um, but I'm yeah. glad we do, because the, the Creature Rejection Clan, I think, is really, really important, even though they're around for, like, half of a scene. Point five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And the reason why is because, like, it, it, it gives us this hint about, like, what's going on in the world. Um, and it shows us, like, what, what the ramifications of this hero society have been. And one of them is that there's a lot of people that are very racist against the heteromorphs out there. And it's really important because um, this theme pops up in, like, My Hero a lot, but, like, always as, like, a side theme. Uh, so we talk about vigilantes all the time, right? Yeah. Uh, vigilantes is great, wonderful. Please go read it. It's a My Hero uh, offshoot. That happens just before my hero starts. Highly recommend. There's some you know really good characters uh, like Aizawa in it. Uh, in fact, um, but in there, that's like a, a I wouldn't say a big plot point, but it's a minor plot point. But it keeps showing up, and like I will say this until the series is over. I think I think the problems with hero society that don't come up a bunch will eventually have to come up because I think the big theme around my hero is that like you know quirks in hero society are actually bad uh, and that we need to get rid of all of them. Uh, I will I will die on this hill, and that's what's going to happen at the very end. But uh, my my point being is the creature rejection clan kind of showing like, hey, people are still here and really racist. Like even though like our society has upended and changed, like people are still this way, if not even more. Uh, but we did get a new bit of information about them is that they are like a religious group as well. Uh, yeah. Because in the manga, I think it's just. It literally is two panels, and we really get nothing besides their name and what they look like. But here they talked a little bit more, so I thought that was kind of interesting that now we kind of, like, get this new lens of where we could speculate, but now it's kind of confirmed that it was, like, this like this cult, basically. Yeah, uh, I think it's the best way to describe it, yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, and, I, like, just kind of on that note, comparing the anime to the manga, any any manga readers who are either, like, past this point or beyond are noticing that they, like, Horikoshi very much seems to be trying to flesh out or, like, kind of, like, catch things that he kind of lets slip yeah. in the manga. And he's, and he, you know, he's kind of, like, not backpedaling, but he's fixing his mistakes in in the in the anime which i think is really really like sick it's a good it's a nice little it's a nice little note on him to show that he isn't just like oh, okay i'm done now like i can just you know kind of chill and like you know reap the benefits right he still very much cares about delivering like a good story yeah so the next thing uh we're gonna kind of get into is we get another we get another cork reveal for deku which is kind of overshadowed by the rest of the episode there's a ton of shit going on elsewhere but we do we do get the it's the fourth uh, quirk which is uh danger sense yeah it, which is essentially it's it's spidey sense like <laughs> yeah it's it's spidey sense uh yeah. i was surprised uh because it's it's a it was a very like quick reveal um mm -hmm. i mean i guess float was pretty quick as well and like how fast they revealed it and whatnot but like i don't know i, I thought it was interesting because it's like oh damn we are now like 
three new quirks in um, very, 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 very quickly. Uh, so I, I wonder if there is, like, he said it's turned up to 11. Like, I wonder what the the passive version of that is. Like, does he have, like, greater, like, awareness around him, maybe? Like, even if things aren't, like, a super big danger? Or, like, what's, like, the chill... What's, what's, like, the 3 version? The 3 out of 10 version of this? The 3 out of 10, yeah, yeah. Where it's not actually, like, giving you, like, like migraines and stuff like that every time it goes off, right? Yeah, or, like, everybody... Uh, like, all their quirks, they always said that they were way weaker when they originally had them. Like, because yeah. of the stockpiling quirky, they got stronger. So what is the really weak version of Danger Sense? Like, do you, like, does, is bad, like, bad stuff is about to happen and you get, like, a little bit of a tummy ache or something? Yeah, it's, it's literally intuition. Like, like yeah. Uh, no, yeah, it's, no, it's just what everyone has with Rain, where their arthritis starts, like, you know, start, starts going. Up. Everyone, everyone just has Danger Sense, but it's, like, one out of ten. Is what it, yeah exactly right so like yeah maybe the fourth had it at a three and now Deku's like <laughs> dealing with it at like an eleven I don't I don't know what, what do you what do you think about it though I think it's a really cool supplemental quirk um, it really again drives home how much Horikoshi loves Western comics um, because this is this is a one for one ripoff you know what I mean this really is and that's fine that's 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 like I mean it's not it's not so prominent in Deku's arsenal that like it's gonna be like okay we will we just created spider-man between this and black whip you know what i mean yeah um but we're we're getting there we're, we're getting there real fast yeah soon soon we'll have it. <laughs> yeah i mean shit what does he need like he needs like an emp i guess if he's the miles morales iteration um and yeah web shooters and then we're then yeah deku's just spider-man easy uh, easy dude easy but i think it's it's fine it's fine i'm like it's 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 making me more and more interested to see if the remaining quirks are all going to be supplemental quirks to basically the the power that he got from All Might, or we're actually going to have something else that's also kind of crazy that he can use like alongside like Black Whip, because Black Whip is still pretty pretty sick as like a weapon too, right? Yeah, so, maybe maybe some like laser eyes or something. Yeah, Cyclops. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's all been it's all been done. Horikoshi has so many options, right? Like, it's it's gonna be interesting to see. Like, yeah, you you say it's all been done, and then we get the washing machine hero. So, I, yeah, that's so fucking true. We get we yeah, yeah. Okay, I can't say that it hasn't all been done. Yeah, he keeps finding angles. He speak. Okay, speaking of other heroes, though, really briefly, I know I didn't really cover this in the outline, but we saw like a super gruesome death this episode too. Like Master Driller just getting bitten in half like oh my god I, I mean to be fair his attack was very strong the like from inside the head just like drilling right out of the brains but yeah that all of that was like really brutal like it was super especially for my hero is really brutal yeah it was it was it was ridiculous like i was like i was sitting there i was like i'm a little uncomfortable now <laughs> like, yeah you know I mean? this wasn't what i expected right so yeah we like they're clearly trying to turn the turn the desperate uh Dis disparity 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 there we go yeah, yeah yeah they're turning that up like a lot and i think it's really painting a bit of a bigger picture um but the final point i want to get into really is especially with with everything that's going on is the shigaraki slash afo whole fucking thing this is like this is a lot yeah it's uh so, so like is afo helping him or is AFO like pulling the big trick on Shigaraki right now? Like, is feel like is he is he doing this because he's being big bad AFO, or is he trying to help Shigaraki? Like, what what is what is his goal? What is his gain here? 
that's just it. Like, I mean, because it's always been it's always been painted so well that like AFO is passing on to Shigaraki, much like All Might is to Deku, sort of thing. But then AFO pulls a fast one. He's like, you know, like yeah, this is a sick body. I'm gonna use this now, sort of thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I don't, I really don't know. Like, I mean, there is there is essentially no sign of Tamora really whatsoever in this episode. Mm-hmm. You don't like you don't get him breaking through or anything like that. And you especially get it where he doesn't call Spinner Spinner. He calls him by his first name, which yeah. is which is like super jarring, right? So it's I don't know, man. Like here's here's my other question is because of that, I think that we're only able to hear that it's uh all for one's voice to to make it not confusing. I assume oh, that whenever yeah. he's talking, it is just Shigaraki's voice. Yeah, because because Spinner wouldn't have been so thrown off. Yeah, if it was an entirely different voice, so it, it it probably is really just to help the audience, which is which is fine. But, but it's like, cool though, like the it's super sick. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the layered voice is very very cool. Yeah, it's it's super interesting. It's just and it's it's a crazy angle, um, for him to go from. You know, all these characters willing to do all this crazy self-sacrifice for them, with the exception of, like, Dobby, um, to him being like, fuck them. You know what I mean? Like, we're out sort of thing, right? This is, uh, this is, you know, I'm just, I'm out for, I'm out for myself sort of thing, right? And if you guys are along for the ride, cool. If not, whatever. Um, and it makes Shigaraki that much more scary, because now you don't have that kind of tormented soul kind of thing who's really battling with, like, you know, a lot of, like, traumatic events in his past. AFO is just, he's a bad dude, right? Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just, he's a comic book villain. Yeah, he is. He's, yeah, he's straight up a villain. With no, like, he was just born evil. He's always wanted everything for himself. He's greedy. He's narcissistic. Everything like that. Shigaraki actually has, like, a bit of, like, trauma. Uh, like, you know, you could actually see where, like, yeah. you know, maybe Shigaraki at one point could be a hero. Um, you know, sort of thing. So it's kind of crazy to see such a big turn and i'm really curious how they how they do this mm-hmm. so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting things are getting weird but yeah. i'd say i'd say the war arc really with this retreat is basically concluded at this point yeah yeah i, I would say this is definitely like the end of it unless you know we have the the shonen switcheroo where it's like just kidding here's where our final battle's gonna be but yeah yeah it, it definitely feels like they're starting to leave like this is people are, are on the ground like it, it, it's it's getting towards the end. Um, I will say this episode felt like a Dragon Ball episode, though. I don't know why it just like, yeah, like but like it has that feel of where like maybe it's maybe um, I'm saying Dragon Ball because it's more classic shonen, but it's like the it's a big battle, but there's a bunch of like small battles and they're switching between all of them. And at one point, everybody is like kind of just on the ground. Oh, it's one hundred percent true. I didn't yeah. even I didn't even do that comparison, but yeah, hundred. Like, 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 if I replace the characters with DBZ characters and everyone's on the ground and like Gohan's looking up, like, uh, no, please don't. And then Shigaraki is just like, I don't know, Vegeta or, or Cell, like maybe <laughs> Cell, Cell going yeah. into a new form, and you're like, but they're all on the ground. How are they going to kill Perfect Cell now? Yeah, <laughs> that's it, dude. I think they, I think you just I think this is a one for one ripoff, right? Yeah. Like that's that's how this is. Oh my god! I didn't even I didn't even think of that. That's insane. Yeah, all shown in uh, is DBZ. All shown that that is the granddaddy of shown in is, <laughs> is DBZ. <laughs> um, is there anything else you really want to cover in this episode? Anything? Any points you want to talk about? Anything like that? No. Let's get into the plus ultra. 
So yeah, the plus ultra award. For those who don't know, we basically reward the plus ultra award to whoever has gone plus ultra within the episode. This could be characters, this can be production, this could be concept. We've done it all at this point. Dylan, who do you got? It is Mr. Compress, of course. The great, course. great grandchild of the Peerless Thief. Mr. Compress. It, we love it him. It has to be. He's awesome. I don't know. I actually did think it was very cool, and I think it's a really good way to send that character off of like uh, I think this happens a lot, like, towards the end of, like, I don't know, it, you could, like, it, it's the end of the series. It's getting towards the end of the series. We're, we're marching in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I guess they won't say this, but, like, the meta of it is this is going to be the start of the new, the final saga, I guess. Uh, Horikoshi has said that there's three sagas within My Hero, and we just finished the second one, and we're moving on to the third now. And... Yeah. There, there's usually a lot of consolidation of characters uh, at, at these points. Like, characters start dying or they go off somewhere. Um, and I think this was a good way to send off of an okay character. Uh, a character yeah. that what, it wasn't a fan favorite, but was pretty solid all the way through. And in, like, a pretty, like, good, dignified way. Uh, and I'm super happy about it. Uh, I'm actually ha- happy on how they dealt with every single League of Villain character so far. Magni had a really interesting and cool death. Um twice did mr compress did not only that but mr compress was used for like a little bit of emotional tugging twice now what the first one being his arm um and i think it's good um it made sense for the character he's really cool he's handsome wish we got to see his face more but (gasps) he is he is incredibly handsome absolutely and i i I have to agree with you too he really is like he really did steal the show this this episode and I, for, for that, absolutely, he gets it. This will probably be, I think this is the first and only time Mr. Compress has ever gotten the Plus Ultra, but it is it is quite well-deserved, for sure. We love him. Love him. Love him to death. So that is it for this episode. By all means, check us out on our YouTube at Class 1A, uh, and we are also on all podcasts platform at the Class 1A Podcast, and also on Twitter at Class 1A Pod. Check us out. Give us a follow. All that good stuff. We will all see you all next class.